to talk about the prayer. The prayer. <clears throat> it's something that, that I, I hope you find really interesting because of all the times I've, I've read the Bible, something became very clear to me that I have never in my life noticed before. I've got your attention, haven't I? Uh-oh, my eye is itching. So, you know, many times we've heard the story of Jesus' prayer in the garden, have we not? We, you know, <clears throat> I, I've, I've even said, wouldn't it be neat to hear part of what he prayed about? And, uh, and many times we've seen it in the dramas, even, even in, in the songs that, that we sing about it. Um, you know, we, we read the story and, and in the, in the, the dramas that, that are played out, you know, we, we see everything that, that happens that we, we learn that, that the disciples were very, very sleepy and they were, they were trying to, they were, they were trying to go to sleep and, and, uh, and, and so Jesus going a little further, we find that, that he, he, falls down in prayer and he's asking, let this cup pass from me. But never have I noticed this, that John chapter 17 was a prayer right before the betrayal. Has anybody noticed that? I never really thought about it, but now we know what he prayed. Uh, let me, let me, uh, I, I'm going to need a lot of input from you tonight. We're going to discuss a lot of things in this lesson. But let me take you to, to John chapter 18 and, and verses 1 through 4. Now, you understand that, that John's chapter 17 just finished. It, John 17 verses 1 through 26, and we're going to read each of those and we're going we're gonna to discuss them. But John 17, just the, the whole chapter had just ended, and the whole chapter is Jesus praying. And when Jesus, John 18, verse number 1, now notice, when Jesus had spoken these words, now remember, that's a continuation of John's chapter 17, okay? When Jesus had spoken these words, he went forth with his disciples over the brook Cedron, where was a garden into the which he entered and his disciples. Verse 2, And Judas also, which betrayed him, knew the place, for Jesus oft times resorted thither with his disciples. Verse 3, Judas then having received a band of men and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, cometh thither with lanterns and torches and weapons. Verse 4, Jesus therefore knowing all things that should come upon him, went forth and said unto them, Whom seek ye? I, I, I read that to you so you could notice the events and so that you could get them set in your mind. Uh, in, in verse number one, let me, let me kind of go over that again. When Jesus had spoken these words, the prayer that I want to talk about. When Jesus had spoken these words, the prayer. Uh, immediately after prayer, Jesus leads his disciples to the place of confrontation. That's where, that's where the betrayal takes place. 
where Judas betrays Jesus with a kiss. And, and Jesus even mentions that this. He looks at him and he said, friend, why are you here? Wherefore art thou come? Friend, why are you here? Judas, what he was saying, it didn't have to be this way. I never intended this for this to take place. It was, it was, it was never meant for you to do this. And so, so this must not escape our, our attention tonight that, that Jesus leads the disciples to that place of confrontation. And, and so, so understand, each of us, that uh, we go through trouble. We go through trials. We go through tests, do we not? We face adversity. We go through many, many things. But before the trouble, before the conflict, it is important that we have prayed. We can't leave things to chance, can we? How many times that, that, that you get up in the morning and you just go through your, your routine, it's just another day, you're praying, you're asking God, you're, you're seeking the word of the Lord, you're, you're asking God to help you in the day, only to find out that day is different. It's some bad news that has come, perhaps from the hospital. Maybe it's something else that, that is bad news. Just before the conflict, just before the confrontation, that, that, uh, uh, the, the phone call that will change your life forever. That's why we pray. That's why it's absolutely necessary we set the regular prayer times. We are preparing in advance of our day for a miracle from God. We're preparing in advance of our day for God to do something miraculous in our life. Who knows what dilemmas, who knows what demonic confrontations we will circumvent because we were ready in prayer. How many times have, have you felt like you were under attack for something or other? Demo that's demonic confrontations. So we have insight through John. Some of the things that Jesus prayed before his betrayal. This is, I, this is so cool. I, you know, I, I, I tell you, I am so excited to bring this to you tonight because, uh, because it, it, is, it is something that, that I just, when, when I looked at this, I thought, wow. You know, I, I, there's things I've always wondered. And there's, you know, I would have liked to have been a little mouse over in the corner while Jesus prayed and basically all I knew or all I had thought was that just, you know, great drops of sweat as great drops of blood was there and he, he prayed, let this pass from me. And I, you know, but, but in agony he prayed and, and I'm sure there's even more than this, but, but it's, so, it's so neat to have this. And so we're going to read the whole chapter and it's, it's kind of lengthy, so, so stay with me. And then we're going to pick out some points that we need to pay special attention to. I have picked out 17 points found in these uh, 26 verses. Perhaps you'll find something that, that I have not found. Perhaps you'll see something that I have not seen. But let's look at it. John 17, verse number 1. 
It says, these, these words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come to glorify thy son, that thy, thy son also may glorify thee. Now, this is, it's, it almost gives me cold chills when I read this because it's, it's insight into the prayer in the garden. It's inside of, of Jesus beginning to pray. Verse 2, As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. Verse 3, And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Verse 4, I have glorified thee on earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. Verse 5, And now, O Father, glorify me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. Verse 6, I have manifested thy name unto the, to the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. Verse 7, Now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. Verse 8, For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came out from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. Is this not so cool? I've never looked at it in this way. But Jesus praying in the garden. Verse 9, I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. Verse 10, and all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. Verse 11, and now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to thee, Holy Father. Keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. Verse 12. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me I have kept, and none of them is lost but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. Now, this has not happened yet. But he already, he already foretells and knows that, that uh, you know, when, when, they, when he uh, broke the bread with him, remember he said, go do what you're going to do. Do it quickly. Get it over with. Let it be done. And, uh, and then he said these words at, at, the, at the table. Now is the Son of Man glorified. Betrayal became part of the glorification process. Verse 13, And now come I to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. Verse 14, I have given them thy word, and the, and the word hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Verse 15, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. Verse 16, they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Verse 17, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Verse 18, as thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them 
into the world. Verse 19, And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Verse 20, Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through the word. Verse 21, That they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee. And they may also be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. Verse 22, And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them that they may be one, even as we are one. Verse 23, I in them, thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Now, I'm going to break for just a second and make this notation. He's, he's kind of like uh, hung up on this, that they may be one as we are one. And I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty redundant, is it not? Over and over again. Okay, <clears throat> so uh, verse number 24. Father, I will, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which thou hast given me, for thou lovedest me before the foundation of the world. Verse 25, O righteous Father, the world hath not known thee, but I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me. When I say that, it's just like I got cold chills, man. Just, just the, the insight and the understanding that, that, that can only come through the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 26, And I have declared unto them thy name, and will declare it that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. Is that not cool? The words of Jesus Christ in the garden. The prayer of Jesus that he prayed. If you see something that I've not mentioned, let's talk about that too. Now, I'll grant you I've had a little more time to go over everything and, uh, and look through it. But I'll mention these points, and then we'll go back and cover them. I'll, I'll go through them really quickly and, uh, and mention the, the, the points that I feel uh, need to be pointed out, that, uh, that there's something there. Okay, the first one I see is glorify. Number two, uh, power to give eternal life. Number three, to know God, which would be a relationship with him. Number four, manifested thy name. Number five, Jesus gave God's words. Number six, the disciples received God's words. Number seven, the disciples understood Jesus came from God. Verse or Number eight, that they may be one, as we are. Number nine, point number nine, I kept them in thy name. Interesting. I kept them in thy name. Okay? Uh, ten, that they might have joy. Point number eleven, sanctify through truth. And then it goes on to say thy word is truth. The twelfth point, I pray for all those that believe Jesus. And that's one I want to focus on here in a minute, too. Uh, the thirteenth point, again, 
all be one. And the 14th point is they have my glory. God wants us to have his glory. The 15th point, again, I in them, thou in me. And the 16th, they will be with me where I am. And the, the 17th point that I have listed, I'm sure there's many, many other more beside them, but, uh, but this is that the, the 17th and the last point that I see is I've declared unto them thy name. A lot of it sounds redundant, does it not? Okay, let's, let's look at these, and if, if, if you have any more uh, insight, if you have any more points that, that you think are, are worthy to look at, we'll, we'll stop and we'll talk about them. The first thing that, that Jesus talks about is to, to glorify. Jesus called the betrayal and subsequent crucifixion uh, a process of bringing glory. It's going to glorify. Should we not understand that our trials, should we not realize that our tests also bring glory to our lives? Shouldn't we not realize that we're here to glorify the Lord and we're here to reflect God's Spirit, God's presence? Okay? <clears throat> Point number two. The importance of eternal life, we must be saved. One of the most important points there that Jesus prayed, uh, the most important things we, we need to take notice of is, is that, uh, that of eternal life. The third point, and uh, <clears throat> first of all, let me, let me ask, anybody, anybody have anything to add to the, to the, to the first point, uh, glorify? Anybody like to, to declare anything at that? Uh, the second point, um, the importance of eternal life, that we might be saved. Anybody got a comment or, or something on that that you'd like to share? Okay. If you do, <clears throat> after, after each one, I'll, I'll open it up. And if you've, got a, if you've got something you'd like to talk about, we'll talk about that. Okay, the third point, that we might know God, the only true God, and Jesus Christ. What was, the, what was the point that Jesus came for? Jesus came that we might know the living God. Jesus came that he might reveal to us the living God. Why? You see, on this, this point, number three, there's really about four of them that join together. And so what I feel in this, and what I feel is the most important thing here, is it's about the relationship with God. Man's relationship with, with God was severed. And only in, in doing uh, 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 works of the law, only in doing several things and, and crossing and, and checking the box, so to speak, could you even come close to God? But God has broken down that middle wall of partition. God has openly, uh, he, you know, that, that uh, he has allowed us to go behind the veil. He has allowed us a personal relationship with God. 
It's through Jesus Christ. And so that we might know God. It's huge. This is huge to know God. It's huge that, that not only that we know God, that He also knows us. And so I think, the, I think one of the most important parts of this prayer is the relationship. Yes. All right. Oh, is that not so cool? Any other? Any other? Anybody else like to like to comment or? Okay. Number four. Jesus revealed that God's name. He came to manifest God's name. Uh, what does manifest mean? Make known. I think strong says to render very apparent, to make known. It's, that's what it is, to, 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 to make known, to appear, to be seen. And so Jesus came to reveal the holy King of kings and the Lord of lords that every knee should bow, every tongue should confess. What? At the name of Jesus. Praise God. When we begin to understand, when we begin to realize that the great uh, uh, wonder of that, of knowing that name, oh, my friends, tonight, what a blessing it is to know the name of Jesus. What a tremendous uh, power in our lives to know the name of Jesus. How many times have we called on the name of Jesus in trouble? How many times have we, have we, have we called on Jesus in the time of, of great distress of our life and suddenly seen the Lord step in? And if nothing else, times over and over times, we have called upon the name of Jesus and suddenly in the time of dilemma, suddenly in the time of trouble, suddenly in the time of problems, peace like a river. Yes, Brother Larson. Well, you know, almost all of the Christian church of today believes in the name of Jesus, right? 
It should be the focal point. There's no other way except through the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, so so um, uh, let's go to let's go to number five. The words we read are the words that God gave. Amen. They are God's word. You know, some so many times people say to me, "Well, uh, now." what do you say about that and I, or, or this? And I said, well, it doesn't matter what I say. It's what this says. This is the Word of God, not what I can come up with, right? Uh, you know, and, and, you know, many times people want me to, to defend this. Well, now, I, I can't defend it, folks. This is the Word of God. This Word speaks for itself. Well, I don't really believe that. You know, it doesn't matter what you believe. This is the word. And so, so when we begin to when do we begin begin to understand that uh, the words that we read are God's word, and they come from God. Uh, now, this is this is this is quite cool to me that all of these points are points that that Jesus prayed things that Jesus prayed. Now, uh, the, the sixth point is something that, that I think is very notable for all of us because the disciples received the words of Jesus. He said, he said it. They received the words of Jesus. They received my words. Anybody else comment? Question? Okay. <clears throat> It is perfectly clear that we also have an obligation to receive the words of the Lord. Amen? All right. Thank you for the amen. Okay, now the disciples understood that Jesus was God. Well, how can you say that? Well, read their writings. Read in depth Paul's writings. Read in, in depth uh, the Apostle Peter and 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 the other the other writers of, of the New Testament, and and so they they made it uh, they made it very very clear that it's totally clear who Jesus is. Jesus said, "They know me, and I know them." Okay, now point number eight, that they may be one, as we are. Now I, I mentioned uh, uh, point number three, and uh, in that that they might know God, the only true God. And I mentioned to you that, that to have a relationship with him. And so I, I believe that uh, this uh, number eight, point number eight, also points back to, to uh, point number three. So here is basically the second time that, that, that they may be one as we are. Well, it's the first time that it says that they may be one as we are. But it points back to where, where he talks about that. I believe that this is the same as that third point. It's all about the relationship with Jesus Christ. Our relationship with Him. Our desire is to follow God's direction, to obey His rules, and to have the same mind of Christ. Amen? You know, the, uh, I, I forget now exactly where it's at, uh, but, uh, <clears throat> but it talks about having 
the mind of Christ. And, uh, and so when, when we begin to, to focus on this is, is when, we, when we follow God's direction and when we have the same mind of Christ. He thought it not robbery to be equal with God, for he was God. And so when we, when we look at this, what, what, is the, what is the mind of Christ? Should anybody, anybody want to help me out here? Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. So, so what? What is? What is? What is? What is the mind of Christ? How do you show the mind of Christ? Okay. Yes, that's one of them. But, but I'm I'm looking for something else. Oh, there you go, Brother Larson. To reach the lost. That's the mind of Christ. He came to to what? To get a to get a better reward. Is that not what the Bible says? Do what now? To seek and... You're kidding me. No, really, that's, what he, that's why he came. <clears throat> I'm in trouble already because I'm picking on Sister Mac. But he, that's what he came for, to seek and to save. That, that's why the crucifixion. That's why everything... Everything hinged about yours and my salvation. He gave up his life that I might have life, that you might have life, and that more abundantly. It was all about salvation. Okay, is there, is there another something else that you, can, that you would like to, to add with that? that what, what is the mind of Christ? Okay, he's, he's come to seek and to save. How can, how can you have, have the mind of Christ? Okay, it's very easy. The mind of Christ is liking what he likes and hating what he hates. Okay? Now, understand this. We don't hate people. You know, you never, you, you would never hear me say, I hate adulterers, I hate fornicators, I hate the sin, but I don't hate the person. You know, we hate liars. Maybe I best skip all this part. But you know, let's get down to where the, where the rubber meets the road. Have you ever lied? Oh. Have you ever done anything dishonest? All of us is sin in Romans 3.23. That's the power verse. That's from the 40 scriptures or the 90 scriptures in 90 days or however that is. <clears throat> but all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So, so when we point out these different things, and you, you read that, and, and some of it's pretty plain that the Apostle Paul and the Apostle Peter is talking about those that are not going to inherit eternal life. It's pretty plain what he's saying. But he also said, with that, and such were some of you. 
And that's why we have to die daily. You know, if you let, if you let it, the devil will, will allow sin to crop up in your life. He's a snake. That's what he does. He want, he's come to kill, steal, and destroy. That's his whole point of focus, to steal from us. So, <clears throat> once again, our, our desire is to follow God, his direction, and to have the mind of Christ. Okay, point number nine. Once again, outlining the importance of his name. Now, he spent a lot of time in prayer outlining the point, the point of his name. Who was he doing that for? Wasn't for God's benefit. It's for ours. These scriptures that, that we might understand, that we might have knowledge, that, that we might know. And, and once again, Acts 4 and 12, neither is there salvation any other. There's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. It's only through the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus is our salvation. There's no other name for salvation. There's no other way for salvation but the name of Jesus. Okay, point number 10. That they might have joy. Jesus prayed that we each one of us could have joy. What brings joy? What brings true happiness and true joy? The Word says the kingdom is not meat and drink, but what? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So what brings true joy and happiness to a life? Filled with the Spirit. But there's something else I'm, I'm looking for. Knowing you're saved, that's, yes, those, those are both great answers. But there's something else I'm looking for. That's really good. And that, that is another great point. But there's something else I'm looking for. Anybody, anybody care to jump in? All right. That's, that's another good point. What I was, what, and, and all of these are, are a little bit, but, but I think what I'm looking for is relationship. A relationship with Jesus Christ brings joy. A relationship with God brings joy. You know, it's not just doing the rules, obviously. It's not just, <clears throat> just uh, checking off the prayer time and the fast times and, and the praise time. But it's that relationship with Jesus Christ. Okay? Uh, now here's here's the here's a here's a the next one's a really cool one. Sanctification through the word. Okay. Sanctify. What does that really mean, sanctify? To make holy. Okay, somebody else? Set apart. 
uh, <clears throat> yes, that's probably, that's probably uh, has, has a part there. But, uh, but to sanctify basically means to make holy. To, to in the, under the law, it was to, to ceremonially purify or consecrate the sacrifices. So sanctification comes through our obedience to the Word of God. Sanctification comes not from our good deeds, not from the things that, that we've decided to do that, okay, we're going to work Grace Place this Saturday. Man, this is a pitch for Grace Place. We're going to work Grace Place this Saturday so all those that want to be saved, I'm just saying, if you'll, if you'll show up, you want to be saved. No. No, it's not. It's not works. It's not good deeds that we do. But we are sanctified by the word of the Lord as we give ourselves to the Lord in relationship, as we ask God to forgive us of our sins, as we repent of our sins, as we turn away from them. And when we are baptized in Jesus' name, receive the wonderful gift of the Holy Ghost, Evidence by speaking in other tongues. That we then, then comes the validation of, of God in us, speaking through us and ministering to us. Okay? Now, uh, this, this next one, I, I pointed out that, that I would talk about it, and it, it was very important. And it, uh, it, it talks about he's praying for his disciples. And then he says, all the others I prayed for also. Well, this includes you. This includes me. In the garden, he was praying for you and me. In the garden, when he said all others, everybody. How, well, what, what does that really mean? Well, he, specifically all those that believe in him. All those that, that put their trust and their faith in him. All those that that believe on Jesus through the Word of God. Now, <clears throat> the, the, the thing that is so cool that I just can't get away from is Jesus prayed for us in the garden. Through eyes that could see the future. Through eyes that could see the mess of our world in 2019. Jesus loved us, cared for us, prayed for us that we would overcome, that we would feel his presence, that we would have a tremendous relationship with him. Jesus prayed for us. Okay, now, now point number 13. Again, <clears throat> this is the second time. It's actually the third, but we'll call it the second. So it, it must be pretty important because you remember I, I talked about uh, to know God first. And so I feel like these, all these are, are, are tied in. But, but here, here he says it again, uh, that they may be one. Relationship. Unity. Having a heart for God. Having a love for God. Loving the Lord more than anything. Loving the Lord, having a heart for God. God, 
I love you. God, I want to serve you. God, I want my life to reflect your spirit. Okay? Point number 14. That we have and manifest Jesus' glory. Anytime the Lord does something for us, it manifests the glory of God. When we, when we walk as overcomers, when we are tempted, when we are tested, and we pass the test, we overcome. The flesh wants to do wrong. The flesh wants to joy in the sin. The, the flesh wants to seek those things. When we, when we overcome, wow, it is a testimony to God. And it is, a, it is the, the greatest thing that we actually manifest the glory of God that His saving power is able to keep you. His glorious power is able to help you. You are not alone, but you have the presence of Almighty God in your life and in your home. That you're not just by yourself, but God is with you. Okay? Christ in us, the Scripture says, the hope of glory, that we might show forth the praises of Him who hath brought us out of darkness into this marvelous light. To show forth praise. Wow. To show forth praise unto the Lord. You know, when we, when we worship, and we're in full throttle worshiping, we're singing the songs and, and we're magnifying the Lord. Our focus is on Him. God, You've done some tremendous things for some ordinary people. You've done some incredible things for some people that don't deserve anything. God, You have changed our life. God, You have set us free. You have given us hope that we never had before. Hope of eternal life. Which one of you are picked first in anything? Remember years and bunches of years ago when I was in the seventh and eighth grade, I must have been something special. I was always picked first for uh, baseball. Always. Well, it was a real small school. I remember a few years ago, four or five years ago, we had a, we had a softball outing here at the church. They, they gathered us all around, put us all out there. After everybody was chosen, <clears throat> who wants pastor? What's the deal here? You know, how many times are, are you know, if, if you've ever entered a drawing or anything, you go and, and you go to some place and they have a drawing? No. Uh-uh. Might as well just wad mine up and throw it away. How many of us would get picked at anything? But God loved us. He so loved us 
that he, he so cared for us that he gave us his own life that we might have life and not just life but abundant life. He brought us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Okay, now the 15th point is this is the third time that they may all be one as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee and that they also may be one in us. Amen. It's so very important that we're one with Jesus Christ. That we have, and I feel, I feel each one of them is a special point emphasizing our relationship with Jesus Christ. It should not just be crisis mode relationship, but it should be relationship that is, that is based on our love of Jesus Christ. Okay? Point number 16. And it's the promise of joining Jesus. You remember, <clears throat> you remember John chapter 14, where Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you, and where I am, I'll receive you unto myself. Where I am, there you may be also. Uh, he's preparing a place for us. Uh, eternity, the promise of eternity, the promise of eternal life. The promise of, of, of a hope beyond the hope in this natural life. The promise that, that goes beyond that veil. The promise of God's presence and our being joined to Him forever and ever and ever. Can you think about that? Can you somehow grasp that concept forever and ever and ever with the Lord? Eternity. And then the last point that I had, once again, very, very important. It just, it seems only fitting that, that it would kind of come around again, that, that we could see this, that he said, I have declared unto them thy name. My whole point of focus, Jesus said in the garden, was I have declared unto them my name. Declared simply means made to know, revealed the importance. He also, with that, talks about revealing the power. You know, the presence of God, the name of the Lord Jesus is not just any other name. The name is not just a name that, oh well, you know, there's Sam, David, Jason, Tyler. Mike, just not just in the name, but there's power in the name of Jesus. There's hope in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. I, I hope you've enjoyed this lesson tonight. It, it thrilled my heart, Brother Larson, when I discovered 
after years of reading the Bible, I discovered after time, after time of time, looking in that, to find out there is a prayer that we know of. All right. Amen. Amen. Brother Jeff, could you come help me for just a moment? Praise the Lord. I wanted to I want to close this off. Don't want to don't want to do music, but I I need his voice. <clears throat> and I, I want you to I, I want you to lead us in a song as we stand together. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Hail the power of Jesus' name, let angels prostrate fall. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him, Lord of all. Bring the royal diadem and crown him Lord of all. Oh, hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. Bring forth a royal diadem and crown him Lord of all. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him Lord and crown him Lord and crown him the Let's lift up our voice to him.